Persona 5 Scramble, Snyder Cut, no Joss Wyden footage, and Hideo Kojima in talks about a possible horror game. This is Debian News for 727. Let's go! First is from IGN, written by Jordan Ulliman. Persona 5 Scramble confirmed for Western release. A Western release for a Persona 5 Scramble, The Phantom Strikers, has been confirmed, but no release dates been set. The news arrives, thanks, or the news arrives, Thanks to Persona Central, who translated the information in Koei Tecmo's first quarter financial statement, revealing that the game has a planned release region of Europe and America. This is the first time a Western release for the game has been acknowledged following its Japanese launch on February 20th, 2020. The Phantom Strikers was revealed back in April 2019 and is a hack-and-slash Musou crossover, bringing Dynasty Warriors-style gameplay to the Persona franchise for the first time. According to the financial report, the planned platforms for the game are PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch. What all of this means is that we can expect a full official announcement of Atlas's plans for Persona 5 Scrambles Western release in the near future. Give it to me. These Musou games, I love them. Perfect time western or wasters, fun games. Gimme, 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 gimme. Second is from IGN written by Matt Fowler. Snyder Cut of Justice League won't use any Joss Whedon footage. Today at Justice Con, just, or yeah, it was yesterday technically at Justice Con, maybe it was today, who knows? Justice League director Zack Snyder stated that he refuses to use even a single frame from Josh Whedon's reshoots of the film for a Snyder Cut, which is headed to HBO Max in 2021. Snyder emphatically said that he'd literally blow that fucking thing up before using any of Whedon's footage, stating, too, that the theatrical version of the film from 2017, which Whedon oversaw the extensive reshoots on, was separate from the DC DCEU timeline. There would be no chance on earth that I would use a shot from after I left the movie, he shared. I will destroy the movie. I would set it on fire before I use a single frame that it did not photograph, Snyder explained. That is a fucking hard fact. You can hear Snyder say all this and more in the full spotlight on Zack Snyder's panel from Justice League. Strong words, Mr. Snyder. Strong words, but I get it, I understand it, and I can respect it. Third is from IGN and written by Adele Anchors. Thor Love and Thunder to start shooting at the beginning of next year. Thor Love and Thunder star Natalie Portman has revealed that production on the fourth Thor movie is now expected to commence in early 2021 after being delayed earlier this year due to the coronavirus pandemic. Appearing on a recent Instagram Live with tennis icon Serena Williams, Portman shared her excitement over the reprisal of her Thor character, the astrophysicist Jane Foster, who will wield the hammer of the mighty Thor in the slated MCU Phase 4 movie. She revealed that cameras are scheduled to start rolling on Thor, Love and Thunder, at the beginning of next year. We haven't started filming yet, she explained. More time to get jacked, which I have not. I've got the carb-o loading down, but not the exercise part. I'm super excited. We're shooting in Australia at the beginning of next year, I think. Obviously, everything is weird because of pandemic time. Who knows what's happening? But the plan is for all of us to go. God, I want this movie so bad. I want this movie so bad. I can't wait till they start filming this. I can't wait till we get sneaky set photos. And I cannot wait to see what she looks like as Lady Thor. Fourth is from IGN and written by Adele Anchors. Netflix bought the rights to an R No Sleep Horror Story. Netflix has made a low seven-figure deal to acquire the screen rights to Matt Quarry's short horror story, My Wife and I Bought a Ranch, which was posted across six installments on the Reddit thread, R No Sleep. Deadline reports that Quarry's brother, Harrison, has been tapped to write the screenplay while Scott Glasgold of Ground Central Entertainment will take on the role of producer. 
21 laps, Sean Levy and Dan Cohen are said to be in talks to produce also. Together with Atomic Monsters, James Wan and Michael Clear. Query posted his tale of terror on the R No Sleep subreddit, a popular space for users to share their original horror stories. It tells the story of a couple named Harry and Sasha who buy their dream ranch in rural Idaho, but soon discover that they're not alone in the mountains. According to the outlet, the couple meet their neighbors who inform them that there is a malevolent spirit in the valley, one that manifests itself by coming to the house in the same manner at the start of each season. There are certain steps that must follow or that must be followed to keep the spirit out of their house and the tension and violence grows with each gory ritual as the duel between the spirits and Harry, the ex-Marine soldier, becomes personal. Honestly, I think there are a lot of amazing stories on our uh, No Sleep and I hope we get more of these stories being made into movies because they are primo cream of the crop stories. Fifth is from IGN and written by Matt Perslow. Analog Pocket features finalized ahead of 2021 launch. This is going to be a bit of a read, but it's a really cool device, and I think it needs to be just shared everywhere. The Analog Pocket, a modern reimagining of classic handheld consoles that can play cartridges from the Game Boy family as well as other cart-based handhelds, has finalized its design and features in preparation for release in 2021. The design, which still looks like a classic Game Boy as designed by Sony's PS4 concept artists, has had its start, select, and home button cluster moved from the right-hand edge to the bottom center of the console for ease of reach. The power button on the side of the unit can be used to sleep and wake the console, providing the ability to pause and resume games. While the 1600 by 1440 resolution screen offers 10 times the resolution of the original Game Boy and is display rotation and a variable refresh rate, the Pocket also has an original display mode that replicates an original Game Boy, Game Boy Color, or Game Boy Advance screen as it was quirks and all. The Pocket's dock, which works akin to a Switch dock for HDMI out to TV functionality, has had its USB-C connector recessed to provide extra stability when the console is attached. It also supports up to four controllers via Bluetooth, 2.4G, and USB. Much like classic Game Boy consoles, multiplayer between analog pockets can be done with the use of link cables, which will be sold separately. Talking of cables, Analog has also developed new MIDI and analog sync cables for use with Nanoloop, the pocket's music creation software. Nanoloop is built into the pocket, and cables can be used to bring your chiptune creations into a Mac, PC, or other music hardware. The Pocket isn't just a music creation tool, though. Analog has partnered with GB Studio to allow users to create retro-style games for the system. The drag-and-drop interface allows game development with no coding and experience, and created games can be played on the Pocket from an SD card. Analog is launching a FPGA developer program to support this. Alongside the Pocket, Analog will launch a series of accessories including screen protectors, a hard case, and the all-important cartridge adapters to allow Game Gear, Neo Geo Pocket Color, and Atari Lynx games to be played on the console. Now, I know that was a lot. I know it was a lot. A lot of specs. This seems badass. This, I think I'm going to buy this. This feels like a must-buy, something really cool to have, especially for those long car trips. The kids can still play games. It's another device for them, you know, to kind of keep themselves you know, uh, entertained, but it's also for me. I want this. And last is from IGN and written by Adam Bankhurst. Hideo Kojima in talks with horror mangaka Junji Ito about a new project. Hideo Kojima has spoken to horror mangaka Junji Ito about a horror-based game that he may be working on. As reported by ComicBook.com, Ito was being interviewed by Viz Media during Comic-Con at Home 2020 and was asked if he was currently involved in any video game development. 
Ito, who was working with Kojima and Guillermo del Toro on the cancelled Silent Hills project, animated cameo in Death Stranding, confirmed that he was in talks about a potential new horror project, and Kojima invited him to work on it. So, the simple answer is no, Ito's translator, uh, Junko Gata relayed. However, I do know director Kojima, and we have been in conversation that he might have a horror-based game that he may be doing. And so, he has invited me to work on that, but there are no details on it yet. Well, this is vague. Well, this is a vague answer. It doesn't confirm that Kojima's next project will be a horror game. It is great to see he is still trying to work with Ito after the promise of what could have been for Silent Hills. Oh my God, a horror game by Kojima and 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 Ito? Like, oh, give it to me. Like, just give it to me. Take my money. I'll throw it out your face, you take my money, and you make the game. And that is the news for today. Thank you for listening, and let us know what you think about any of the stories we talked about by sending us a message on Anchor, the podcast app we use to record the show. If you'd like to support the podcast, head over to anchor.fm slash where you can choose to sign up for a monthly subscription. Su- subscription? Subscription. Uh, it's your choice what you want to do. You can cancel it at any month. Next up, find us on all social media at dadsbeardsnerds. And last, if you want to be part of our uh, ever-growing Discord community, Check that link in our Twitter bio and the show notes for every show that we release and produce. Until next time, I'm Anthony. I look forward to making more content for you.